Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Hello and welcome to episode 188 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key, and I'm so happy that you're joining me. I have a really itchy eye right now. Can't hear that on a podcast unless I tell you. <laughs> okay, today we are going to be talking about implicit negative bias in our brains. This is something that's come up for me in my own life that I've noticed, as well as it's come up multiple times during coaching calls with my members. And so I thought it would be a really good thing to talk about in a podcast episode. Our brains are naturally negatively biased. And so it influences our weight loss really profoundly. And when you recognize it and you can figure out that it's going on, it gives you a really powerful place to intervene, which is what we're going to be talking about. But first... As you listen to this episode, Thrive Academy is open for registration. Yay! I've been working hard on it over the past six weeks or so to get it up and ready for you guys. You can register. There are a limited number. There's only 20 founding member spots, and these come with a $500 discount as kind of a thank you for being first ones into the program. When you listen to this, there's a chance there are still some available, but you probably need to act fairly soon. So head over to Thrive physicians.ca. So that's T-H-R-I-V-E physicians.ca to learn more and to save your seat for one of those discounted spots. Now, if you happen to go there and you missed one of the founding member spots, you can still register. And I really encourage you to do so because this program is amazing. It's taking everything I've learned after years of coaching physicians, of doing the podcast, of managing my own weight, of working as an obesity medicine physician, And as I've been building and creating it, I keep asking, how can I make this simpler? How can I make it more streamlined? How can I make it more time efficient? So I've got some really unique tools planned for you guys that I haven't had before and that I think will just make it easier and more time efficient for you to make these changes in your mindset around your weight, around your eating to actually reach your goals in a much faster way without feeling like you're taking on a part-time job to lose weight. Because if it feels like that, it's not going to be sustainable. So everything inside Thrive Academy is designed for the working physician in mind. And they're all time-tested in my life. And I know what it's like to be a busy physician juggling lots of different roles while trying to manage my own weight. And so everything that I have designed for you has already been tested in a real physician's life. You can trust that it's going to work even in a busy life. Now, there's also an option right now, and as I record this, there are spots available. When you listen to this, I don't 100% know if there will still be spots available for you, but you might want to check it out. I've opened up the doors to a Thrive Platinum program. 
This includes everything that's in Thrive Academy. You get it all. Plus, you get weekly, very small group sessions with me that are going to be very focused and more directive than the normal coaching sessions where we really drill down on what goals are you going after, what is getting between you and that goal, and we systematically go through and we keep removing barriers. Because really, that's what weight loss takes, guys. When you want to reach a big goal, it's you trying, you hitting a barrier, you removing the barrier, you trying again. That's the reality of it. It is not you trying, you being perfect, never encountering barriers and then hitting your goal. Nah, it's try, hit a barrier, remove the barrier, learn from the barrier, try, hit a barrier, remove the barrier, learn from the barrier. And so that's where these small platinum group sessions are going to be really powerful because we're just going to work together, really dismantle those barriers. This is the program for you if you are ready to go all in on your goals. If you're like, I want this goal off my plate. I'm ready to dig in. You are willing to commit to coming to those small group sessions live because they will be recorded, but they won't have the same benefit for you if you're listening to them on replay. You don't have to come to every single one, but commit to coming to most of them. And you're willing to participate in the small group sessions. This is not the program for people who want to sit on the sidelines and try to learn passively. This is like for you, if you're coming and you're all in and you're ready to go, let's do it. Let's hit those goals. You can learn more about Thrive Platinum on the main Thrive registration page. So head over to that at thrivephysicians.ca. I can't wait to see you in Thrive Academies for Physicians. So much fun stuff planned, guys. It's going to be amazing. You're going to lose weight. You're going to love it because you're going to be doing it in a way that makes your life better. And you're going to thrive in your life separate from your weight loss. And all of this is going to be happening We're going to start focusing on all that before the scale even starts to move. So no more are we waiting to like hit your goal and then like your life. That doesn't work, guys, by the way. (laughs) But we're liking our lives, treating ourselves nicely, designing a way of eating that actually respects you as an individual and your preferences in your life. And then we're going to take that all the way to your goals. It's going to be amazing and so much fun. Come join me. Okay. All right. Let's get to the podcast episode. So I wanted to talk about implicit negative bias. And what this is, is our brains always interpreting things negatively. And I like to think of it as our brains are very good editors, and they're really good at painting the negative picture. So much so that our brains can like totally edit over a whole lot of good stuff and just tell you the story of what didn't work. When you don't know that this is going on, that runs a risk of you believing it. of you being like, it's not working. None of it's working because that's the story I'm getting. It's when you understand that this is just what your brain does, that you can question it. You can find space to find what actually is working. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but what you want to do is focus on where you want to go. If you spend all your time focusing on what's not working, generally, you're going to get more of what's not working. You want to focus on what is working, Because that's where you want to go. You want to get more of what's working in your life to lose weight in the way that you want to lose. Especially when we're talking about thriving in weight loss, we want to focus on what's actually working. Berating ourselves about what we did wrong is not thriving in weight loss. And it doesn't get you closer to your goals. So why do it? There's no point. So the reason why I originally started thinking about this episode was I had a time where this came up for me and I was like, oh, interesting. Look at how my brain wants to do that. And it just brought it to light for me again. And then through the week when I've been coaching my clients, there's been examples of it over and over and over again. I would say probably if I had to say, what is the biggest thing I spend time coaching physicians on? 
it's probably this, this implicit negative bias that our brains have. It's people come to me with a really crappy story and we coach around that and examine it to see, is that actually the story that is true? And is it the story that's going to serve you the best? Or is that possibly a bit of a biased version of what happened? So the story I was going to share with you is I was camping on May Long weekend for us in BC here a week ago. And I had made plans. You may have seen my Facebook post. I'd made plans. Okay, I'm going to stick pretty low carb. How am I going to do that? I brought treats. I brought like extra salad with a delicious dressing. So I was excited to eat that. Things like that. I'd set myself up for success. I also knew that we'd be drinking more than usual because that's generally what happens when you camp, especially in a big group of friends. And the one night, the Saturday night, I had had a bit more to drink. And then there was a bowl of chips right beside me. And I ended up eating chips when I hadn't really planned on it. And the next morning, I woke up with the thought of, well, I blew that. (laughs) With all the focus, all the work I put into being low carb this weekend, look at that, I blew it. That's the story my brain told me. And it felt really crappy. Have you ever been there? (laughs) Your brain never woke you up with that story? Well, you pooched that one. It's so unkind and it just doesn't feel good at all. And I believed it at first. So I woke up and I started my day with this kind of heaviness of like, oh, wah, wah, messed up. Now I'm going to have to get back on track. All of this type of thinking, which is normal. And the fact it's there is not a problem. The issue is how much do we believe it? How long do we keep believing it? So I believed it for a little bit and then I stopped myself. I'm like, wait, is that actually true? Is that what truly happened that I've blown it? I ate too many carbs this camping weekend. And I looked back at the day that I was beating myself up about and I ate some chips. Yes. But I also watched other people eat freshly made donuts that somebody brought from a bakery and was totally fine with not having some. I watched candy come out. I watched all sorts of other goodies come out. I was totally fine with not having it. I drank more alcohol than usual, but that I planned I probably would be, and it was all sugar-free. I ate low-carb meals. Everything else had gone well, and actually like really well when you think about it, especially that donut thing. That's like, I consider that to be a sign of how much I have changed that I can see like good quality glazed donuts and be like, yeah, you know, those would be good, but I'm all right right now. I don't need them. And not work hard to not eat them, but just be okay with not eating them. And yet my brain didn't want to tell me any of that. That morning when I woke up, it was not telling me that version of the story. And so here's the thing is when I changed the version, when I'm like, wait, yes, I chose to eat some chips. Maybe I would have like ideally not done that, but it was a small amount of chips in an otherwise very successful day. And compared to other times we've been camping in a group, like really quite successful. And so I shifted the story. I recognized that that was just a negative biased story. It was my brain naturally being negatively biased. Nothing went wrong when it told me that story, but I didn't actually have to believe it. I could look for evidence of what I felt was actually true and shift the story. And so I shifted the story to be like, I actually did really well yesterday. I happened to choose some chips, but long-term, that's not going to impact me. And all the other decisions that I did make through the day are going to have impacts on me long-term. And guess what? Once I shifted that thought, things got simpler. It didn't feel like I had to get back on track because 
I never was off track. I just made a simple decision, but the majority of my decisions were completely on track and were actually really good moving me towards my goals. So it lifted some of this like heaviness of, oh, now I have to do this and now it's going to be like that. All that path our brains go down and we can talk about changing that so it doesn't feel so heavy on another day. But I honestly think the easiest place to intervene is what if you don't actually have to get back on track? What if you decide you never were off track? Let that sink in a little bit. We think about, oh, it's going to be so hard to get back on track. And I teach and I've recorded episodes about how to make it simpler to get back on track. But maybe the easiest early intervention is to decide you're not actually off track. You simply made a food decision and now you just go back to your normal. So much easier, so much easier. And when I changed the story, it just, it felt lighter. Again, the food decisions went back to just feeling like I'm not bothered. I had delicious low carb meals as I went through the rest of the weekend when we were camping. There were other chips that came out. I did not eat them. And here's the really important part is if I continued to believe the thought and the story that I'd blown it by eating those chips, I absolutely would have been into the chips. Because I would have felt so defeated and be like, oh, what's the point? I kind of blew it already. May as well enjoy chips while I'm camping. When I was able to shift the story, it became easier to be like, do I want more chips? Like I had some last night. Do I want more? Nah, I'm okay. I don't really need them. This concept is really, really important. And there's a couple things I want to highlight here. Number one, it's not that you are working to make it so your brain never tells you crappy stories about what you ate. Because that's what brains do. And I think that's wasted energy and it risks you feeling like you're failing when your brain still offers these bad stories. The point here is giving yourself space to decide, do I want to believe that story? Do I want to buy into that story? Do I want to keep carrying that story with me through the day? Or is it possible that there's another version that may serve me better? That's the takeaway point, number one. Takeaway point number two is how difficult it feels for us to get ourselves back on track when we feel we've made a mistake comes not from the amount of willpower you have or how motivated you are. It comes from what stories you're telling yourself. And again, if you leave it on default, it's going to be the negative stories. It will make it harder, which is why our experience usually of weight loss is it's hard. I have to work hard. I have to focus it's going to take me days to get myself back on track. All of that is not born of the actual getting back on track. It's born of the set of thoughts and what we say to ourselves about not being on track. This came up, like I said, a couple times in coaching calls this week of the idea of I'm off track. I don't know how to get myself back on track. I've had it where I felt it felt easy before. Right now, it doesn't feel easy. And I think the really, really important piece is what makes a decision, any decision. We can talk about this as small decisions in your weight loss. We can talk about this in big decisions. We can talk about it like one decision. We can talk about a bunch of decisions in a row. What makes the decision feel easy or hard, what makes an action feel easy or hard, has nothing to do with the decision itself or the action itself. What it has to do with is how you're thinking about it. And sometimes we have thoughts about the action, like, okay, yeah, I just need to do that. It's felt easy before I can do it. And those feel like they should be fairly positive and they should make it feel simple. But if we're carrying these default negative narrations about what we've already done, about the fact that we're needing to get back on track in the first place, if we carry them forward, they actually 
counteract those positive thoughts we may be thinking. So you can end in the position where you're like, it should be easy. It's felt easy before. I found that place where it just feels like I've created the ease and it's not right now. And what that can be is you're telling yourself kind of nice thoughts about what it should be to get on track, but you're carrying forward these negative, really crummy thoughts about what you did to get off track. To really create the ease, to point all the momentum towards your goals, towards your where, where you're wanting to go, we have to line them both up. We have to have the thoughts of the future, of what you're doing in the future, moving you forward. But at the same time, we need to have the thoughts of what happened in the past lined up so it's moving you forward. Now, some people may wonder, if I tell myself really nice things about what I've done, that sets me up to overeat and do it again. And I don't think that's the case. It's only that way if we let it. And I think it depends on what we're saying to ourselves, right? We can be compassionate and curious about what happened. We can approach it from what can I learn from this? All of those approaches are going to help you move forward. I think what people fear is a permissive approach where they say things to themselves that they interpret as I can eat whatever I want. Now, I could probably do a whole podcast on that. And I have done podcasts on similar topics. But the talking kindly to yourself, shifting the negative narrative doesn't have to be the same as I can eat whatever I want. However, I personally believe there is a whole lot of power in believing that you actually can eat whatever you want. I don't see any value. And I have thought about this so much and I've coached so many people on it. I do not see any value in telling yourselves you are not allowed to eat things and that you should never eat anything. You shouldn't eat specific foods. You may decide that you can eat whatever you want, but choose to only eat certain foods. That's very different from being like, I'm not allowed to eat that food. I'm only allowed to eat this food. This is how I live my life and how I manage my own weight is I can eat whatever I want. I can eat the chips when I'm camping if that's truly what I want. I would like to do it intentionally so that it's not just kind of they happen to be beside me and I happen to eat them because I'm trying to be more intentional with my food choices in that way. But I can eat whatever I want. However, most of the time I choose to not eat carby foods. I choose to not eat processed carbs and added sugar because I have my reasons about why I don't like those foods in my body, why those foods don't work for me. But it's a very different feeling approaching it that way than from the place of I, I'm allowed to eat this and I'm not allowed to eat that. The I'm allowed to eat this, I'm not allowed to eat that sets you up for permissiveness. When you're approaching it my way of like, I could totally eat that, but this is why I choose to eat this. You can't actually have permissiveness in that because all it is is if you do eat food that you don't normally eat or that isn't helping you towards your goals, it's just eating something you actually are allowed to eat because you as an adult are allowed to eat whatever you want. In that moment, you'd have reasons for why you ate that food. If you want to lose weight, what you need to do is get curious about why that food, why that moment, is it what I wanted to do long-term? Is there anything that I can learn from it and take away from it that might help me down the road? but you don't have to worry about permissiveness there. It's all learning. Okay, so coming back to the theme for today, the implicit negative bias in our brains, what I would suggest for you this week is go through your week and notice the stories your brain tells you. They're not gonna sound like a story. They will sound like a fact. (laughs) That's really important. It will be like your brain's narrating the events. 
When you notice that it's doing that, I want you to just make a note of, is this a negative biased version? Just start to notice it when it's happening in your life. You're not going to change all of it, but when you notice the ones that really do seem to impact you and might be getting in the way of reaching your goals, then you can choose to change those. You can choose to shift those and be like, is there a different way I could think about this? Is this actually true? Is this the complete story or have things been edited out? Remember when you just used to watch movies on cable? (laughs) They didn't exist on streaming devices. I don't know if any of you would be young enough to not remember that. But I remember I'd watch a movie that I loved on cable. I can't even remember the channels that had movies. And then they, I think TBS used to do this. And chunks would be edited out. And I only knew they'd been edited out because I'd watched the movie before. But it's like that. You have to kind of look at the version your brain is offering you and ask, have you guys been editing this like for TBS? (laughs) Or is this the complete story? It's kind of when we come down to it, it's question everything your brain tells you. It will have an implicit negative bias. That's normal. Nothing's going wrong. It doesn't mean you're not doing this thought work right, but we just have to always question it. It always will be there. It's meant to protect us. But in a lot of these situations, we don't actually need protecting. So we can question it and we can shift it and we can tell ourselves different stories that are still true, but that are going to help us in our journey rather than holding us back. Okay, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. If you find ways that this sneaky negative bias is slipping (laughs) into your life, send me an email. Let me know where you discovered it. Info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. And I hope that you do come and join me inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. It's amazing, guys. I am in love with this. I am so excited to help you thrive in your weight loss and thrive in your life. I think it's an example of how we as physicians can just keep lifting each other up. And guess what? When you start thriving, you impact so many other lives around you. You impact those in your close family, but also all of your patients. And so you taking care of yourself in this way will have ripple effects throughout the people around you in ways that you can't even see. It's so it's so fun to imagine that. So that's heading over to thrivephysicians.ca. And if you have questions about it, just send me an email. I'm here to answer anything. Okay, we'll talk soon, guys. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.